0: My name is Rob Katz. I'm the CEO of Val Resorts, and I want to welcome you to Epic by Nature. Around the world, across all of our resorts, we have employees who are experiencing their own epic journeys. Employees who are the heroes of their own stories, who constantly challenge themselves to give more, to do more, to be more. We develop this podcast so that we can share their journeys and the journeys of our guests, our mountains, and our communities, all of which are truly epic by nature. We have to be ambitious, and we have to be accountable to one another as a team. We're
1: together in this as a community, as a mountain, as a resort network, and it just makes me feel part of something bigger. I wanna win, but more than that, way more than that. I want my
0: team to win. We have always been very innovative. And I think that is why we are leaders. I found that there was a much greater value in we than in me. Today, on Epic by Nature, we will be exploring the journey of one of our leaders as he navigated the challenges and opportunities of working for a mountain that was acquired by Vail Resorts. It was one of the most newsworthy moments in the ski industry in the last decade. The battle over Park City Ski Resort. It started back in 2007 when our company was looking to buy the Canyon Ski Resort, located in Park City, Utah. At the last minute, Talisker, a Canadian real estate company, swooped in and purchased the resort. Separately, Talisker bought considerable land in Park City and Deer Valley and became the landlord for Park City Ski Resort. In 2012, Talisker declared that Park City Ski Resort had not renewed their lease for the resort on time and started legal proceedings to evict them. And so began a public battle between Park City and Talisker. In 2013, our company reached back out to Talisker to inquire about purchasing the Canyons Resort. Talisker said they would sell us the resort, but only if our company also purchased the lease for Park City and took over trying to bring the two resorts together. We were nervous about getting involved in a legal battle with another resort, but also saw an amazing opportunity to put the Park City and Canyon Ski Resorts together. And we hoped our company could be a solution to the dispute. We purchased Canyons and the Park City lease in May 2013, but initially it didn't go as planned. Rather than being an immediate solution, we seemed to make the situation worse. There was too much history to work out a compromise with the owner of Park City Ski Resort. What came next was a year-long challenging legal and public relations battle. Ultimately, in September 2014, we came to an agreement to purchase Park City Ski Resort, and in 2015, we spent $50 million to connect the two resorts and improve many of the lifts and restaurants. For the first time, these neighboring resorts had long-term certainty and skiers could finally enjoy both mountains on one lift ticket but the process took a toll on the local community and many of the people who worked at Park City and Canyons. These were some of their darkest days. Worried initially that their resort might close and then worried about their future with Vale Resorts. Would we value them? It turned out to be an incredible opportunity for many of these leaders and for Vale Resorts. Brian Sudock, the Mountain Ops Director at Park City, became the Mountain Ops Director across both Park City and Canyons. Deirdre Walsh, the F&B director at Park City, became the F&B director for both resorts. And Tom Pettigrew became the ski school director for both resorts, and has now gone on to become the general manager of Stevens Pass, which our company recently acquired. But what about the finance director at Park City, Jeff Buckheister? We needed someone with Vail Resorts experience to be the new finance director at Park City, and that was not going to be Jeff. Jeff was hoping to run the Park City Ski Resort, but we also had different plans for that role. So what happened to Jeff? We thought it might be interesting to start off Epic by Nature, getting a behind-the-scenes view of what it feels like during the early stages of a transition. In this case, what it was like for Jeff to work at Park City during this particularly tumultuous time, and where his leadership journey has taken him since then. How did it feel to be taken over by Vale Resorts, your biggest competitor and sworn enemy? To have the ground completely move under you and create total uncertainty about your career and your life in the ski industry. Jeff not only survived the transition, he thrived, becoming the vice president of our urban resorts and then the general manager of Keystone. It wasn't always easy and certainly wasn't the plan he had put in place for himself. So what's Jeff's epic journey to get there? And how did he grow along the way? Jeff, thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for having me, Rob. You are the official guinea pig, the first guest of Epic by Nature. Yeah. It took some bravery, but I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> uh, so, so having grown up walking distance to Winter Park, you, um, you eventually found yourself ski racing professionally all over the world. How did you find your way out to Park City? Well, so
1: oftentimes, uh, you know, you follow... Um, well, you follow your instincts. And my instincts were having me follow uh, this girl that I met ski racing. <laughs> and uh, she happened to be, uh, um, we met We met when we were ski racing and she was at the University of Utah and I was ski racing for the University of Colorado. And- Who's uh, a better racer? Well, I mean, I think we, we do a test on that every year. And ultimately, uh, you know, she's probably the better racer. Um, she was the, by far the better student. And so the reason I ended up in Salt Lake is I had graduated from the University of Colorado and she had just started her master's program in physical therapy. And so the choice was on me, right? Like if I wanted to be with her, uh, I made the trip to, to, to Salt Lake City and, and ultimately what led me to Park City. Um, and, and in that, I actually turned down a couple job offers here in, in, in Colorado uh, that were actually in my field of finance. And, um, and I went and took a shot in, in Utah to see if I could make it work. And what,
0: when you graduated school, what was your major? Finance. So, and with Park City, did you just show up there and say, hey, I'm a finance guy. Would I, you hire me? I did. I showed up there. Uh, I, I was introduced
1: um, to, the, to the leader of Park City at, at the time by a friend. And I think about, about three weeks later, I had a job offer and uh, I started working. Corporate analyst was my,
0: my official title. And then tell me a little bit about you know your career progression at Park City.
1: Well, I was the director of finance and I also oversaw uh, IT, retail, sales, and uh, and all of our like product sales and service functions so it's a pretty I, big role it was a big role and I grew into it you know it didn't all happen at once I think you know Park City at the time was a was a an organization where you kind of had to go out and 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 get after it and and take advantage of opportunities um, succession and some of the things like that uh weren't really a part of our culture, and um, you know I think when when there was an opportunity to take on more, you grabbed it and you, you tried to make it work, and that's what I did.
0: But, but you had a, uh, a you had a pretty successful career, at Park City, right? Yeah. Where uh, it's clearly on a great path.
1: Yeah, I was on a good path. In fact, you know I mean I think the way the way I thought about it and is look I can you know I'll start off, I'll learn the business, I'll do whatever's asked of me, and and I'll pick up uh, knowledge along the way, and then. You know, I mean, I think the way I thought about my path was someday I'm going to lead this place. And, uh, you know, certainly was, was doing things that would set me up for that.
0: At this point in Jeff's journey, things were pretty comfortable and kind of on a glide path. But then Jeff and the Park City team found out that the resort's lease with Talisker was at risk and in dispute, creating real uncertainty for the resort's future and presenting some tough challenges in how to lead in that environment.
1: You know, I mean, obviously a very public situation where we all knew what was happening. I mean, I think it was hard. I think it, it, as it as it went on, it was emotional. Um, you know, I think there was a, a lot of trepidation about, you know, where is this actually going to going to land, and what are we going to do? And I think, you know, the longer it kind of wore on, I think the uh, it it started to wear on some people. Um, and i think as as that happened we all started trying to you know trying to understand um you know where do we go uh, with this and i think you know the water coolers
0: was a pretty hot spot to stand back then <laughs> no i am sure and at some point right you right then you, i guess you know uh, vale resorts uh bought the canyons yep um and as part of that right kind of a little bit inserted right ourselves <laughs> Uh, into the process that's, with Park yeah, City. That's the way I remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, what was that like, right? So then, you know, one day, obviously, there's this issue going on with the lease. that goes yep. on for a while. It's, it's creating some noise, but then all of a sudden, Veil Resorts comes in, and I, I imagine we probably amplified the noise.
1: I, I think, yeah, yeah,
0: amplified it. It didn't take a lot for us to
1: understand what what you had hoped the outcome would be. Um, you know, you were you, you had set the intention and and said like, you know, look, we're gonna we're going to assume this uh, the responsibility for this litigation, and in the end, you know, we hope to to have Park City.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, as you would imagine, I, I was in the middle of that discussion. It was kind of challenging. Uh, on the one hand, we saw this um, this very unique opportunity to combine Park City and Canyons uh, and create the largest ski resort in the United States. The two resorts sat right next to each other for decades, yet nobody could figure out like how to actually bring them together. Uh, and allow people to ski from one place to another. So we kind of felt like this was a moment that uh, maybe we could make that happen. Uh, but we also knew it was gonna be a super challenging process with all the other stakeholders that would probably take a a, pr- a pretty big toll on the employees at the resort and and on the community. And you were on the other side of all of that, and I'm sure that was not easy. I'd say it was hard in a couple ways. One was
1: what was actually happening, right? and and while Vail Resorts was new, the Canyons was always down the road, and it was always our competitor. So to you know to think, I, I think to get around the the concept of well, joining these two together is a good idea and can make the the experience you know additive and that much um, you know more powerful. Um, it was kind of hard to see because there was just a lot of tension and, and and
0: emotion around it that
1: made you not even really want to think about it.
0: So how how did you feel? So the the day that it was announced that Vail Resorts was acquiring Park City, what was your reaction? The
1: thought of it, um, you know, I mean, I, it's probably what what it feels like to get traded from the Red Sox to the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, we we can ask Johnny Damon. But seriously, what was your reaction? My reaction was a little bit like this was inevitable, and I'm glad it, it you know, I'm glad it finally happened. Now let's see what's going to happen, right? And so, I don't think we knew, you know. Uh, the the announcement was was made that morning, and then uh, the Vale team started showing up at about noon that first day, and that's when it it all started to kind of
0: um, you know set in. And, and and you first, I think you met with Blaze Carrick, yep. uh, who is our right, who's our yep. senior mountain advisor and previous yep. you know president of the mountain division. So that was probably like your first interaction with someone from Vale Resorts. That was yeah. That first day was a little bit uh, unsettling because
1: we, we didn't know what the approach would be. And, um, you know, I, mean, I think I'm thankful that the approach was like, you know, he wanted to introduce himself and he wanted to meet the, the senior team at Park City and basically told us, like, you guys are on our team now. You know, we don't have a busload of folks out there that are going to come in and replace you. So, uh, you know, the, the goal here is to see what we find and, and move forward. You know I think my response to that was well I'm gonna step into that and show what I have and uh, I think you know in my first one-on-one with Blaze, I mean maybe about two or three minutes in um, you know after he'd kind of like asked a little bit about me um, you know he said well what do you do here and I, I gave him uh, you know the list of, of departments that I was responsible for and obviously the director of finance but I said look like my goal isn't to be the CFO of
0: a company. Um, In fact, I'm going to run Park City for you. So Jeff is telling Blaze that he's going to run the resort. Meanwhile, we're just getting to know Jeff and already had plans in place to put Bill Rock in as GM for Park City. But Blaze saw something unique in Jeff, and he flew Jeff out to Broomfield to meet me and discuss the future. I wondered how Jeff was going to show up, given all he had been through. You know, I
1: rattled off a bunch of accolades and things that I thought I would, you know, w- would, would impress you with. And in the end, you you kind of looked at me and you're like, great, uh, that's really good that you did all that cool stuff. And, um, you know, here at Vail Resorts, we, we're actually more interested in what kind of leader you can be. And that, to me, actually was, I think, one, re- like, really refreshing on one hand. And then on the other hand, I was like, wow, did I just blow that? Like, I, <laughs> uh, I didn't talk about leadership at all. Um, but uh, no, I think it was uh, it was a moment that I'll f- I'll remember forever um, as I kicked off my journey and and what was ahead from that point forward.
0: Well, and I think we also t- had a chat at the time about yeah that you had an interest in being a, a COO of a resort yep. and I talked about the leadership piece and you know you think about how many thousands of people, yep. right? Are you're responsible for and it, you know not only who work for you but of the community, you know and yeah at the end of the day, yeah you're not going to be the one. Being able to actually make that all happen, uh, you're gonna get have to get other people to make that happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I do that. I do remember that conversation. I remember walking out. I talked to Blaze. I was like, Yeah, you're totally right. I'm like, This guy, no, absolutely, is somebody who, you know, had. I think, yeah, I felt like I wasn't sure actually if you were going to be willing to join our company, if you were going to be willing to kind of make the transition, especially into what I knew would be some kind of different role. Right. and and a little bit having, I think I think it was going to you know require you to have a bit of a leap of faith. Yeah. Uh, and I said to Blaze, I'm not sure if he's going to do that, but I think if he's willing to do that, then yeah, this is this is somebody we should bet on. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so then Blaze came to you with this offer, but it was for a new position for us, right? Uh, overseeing what we were calling uh, the urban resorts. Um, we had recently re- acquired right two small ski areas: Afton Alps in Minneapolis and Mount Brighton in Detroit. And I remember people kind of thought we were, we were crazy for buying these ski areas. I'm, I'm curious, like, what did you think of that offer?
1: Well, I mean, I did what everyone would, you know, anyone would do. I googled where Afton Alps was, <laughs> and I googled where Mountain Brighton was, and I was like, wow, like, you know, um, are there resorts there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I actually thought too for for a minute, like, um, well, I'm I'm already at you know one of the the biggest resorts in the country, and I think in my mind I felt like I was, uh, you know certainly part of the a, a team of a couple people that was running it and uh you know and, I, and in in my mind I was like well gosh I've got to go to to Minnesota or Michigan to you know to see what's next and I, and I, that was a tough decision um but on the other hand it was like you know I think if you could take a step back and realize that you don't know everything that you know and um and I think be vulnerable to to the fact that you need to learn and that you need to expose yourself to other things um uh I think you'll see that the like the advancement in your in your body of work is just you know it's exponential at that point once once you take that that leap of faith you know I mean I realized that I could go out and um, talk to the snowmakers and figure out what they were doing and actually have them show me how to how to make snow and uh, you know I could jump in with it into a cat with with one of the uh, you know, with one of the groomers and learn what they're doing in there and watch them, uh, you know, gr- groom the mountain. And uh, I was taking the time to learn from the experience, you know, in hopes of knowing enough that if, if the future, um, you know, would include running a bigger resort.
0: So it's, and then at some point, we, uh, you got the news that we were going to be acquiring Wilmot. Yep. Yeah, and, mu- and much like we did at both Afton and Brighton, uh, we were going to do a massive capital investment and upgrade at Wilmot. And I'm curious how you felt about the possibility of overseeing Wilmot. So I googled where Wilmot was.
1: <laughs> um, no, I mean, and then I you think... were looking for it in downtown Chicago. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I, you know, look. I think the way I looked at this was, um, you know, I, I really wanted the Urbans to be a successful part of our business, and I think the the thought of of growing the portfolio was
0: was super exciting for me. I think one interesting piece of that was uh, it was not that long after you joined the company. Yeah. had Blaze sitting down with you uh, in Park City to kind of welcome you to uh, to Vail Resorts, and uh, and now you were going out to Wilmont to have to basically do that same uh, put that same effort forward, mm-hmm. provide that same welcome uh, to a whole bunch of people who probably were pretty nervous. Yeah.
1: No, I mean it was. Uh, I, this was one of the the moments that I'll never forget about my journey. Is um, you know r- recalling how I felt when Blaze came in and, and introduced Vail Resorts to uh, to our bigger group, and in such a short time later, to be able to to be the face of Vail Resorts as as we brought on a new a new part of the company, and and new people. And so as I stood up and and introduced uh, myself to the to the team at Wilmot. Um, you know, I think the, pro- the, the pride that I had in, in sharing with them that, you know, hey, if you're looking for a, a, a situation where you can work on becoming part of a bigger organization and have an opportunity ahead of you, um, I can share with you that just you know a year and a half ago, I was sitting in a chair just where you guys are right now. And I can tell you that the commitment that we had to, to leadership and the, the, the journey, Um, is there. And the network of resorts that we now have created is an opportunity for you to take your career wherever you want it to go. And so, yeah, there was a lot of pride in in being able to share that, to be on the other side of the stage, so to speak, when, when we introduced a whole new group to our company.
0: Our plan for Wilmot was to give it a complete makeover, not just replacing one or two lifts like we might do at our larger resorts, but replacing every lift and the entire snowmaking operation and renovating every restaurant and retail store. It's an amazing thing to see, and most people would love to lead a resort going through this kind of improvement. But then there is the pressure of actually getting it all done and making sure the resort will open when the season begins. I'm wondering how Jeff felt about all of that.
1: Um, well, I mean, I think I, am, I embraced the pressure and certainly felt it, right? You know, you don't want to be touting how great your project in the Midwest is going to be and uh, watch it get cold and, and not be able to make snow, right?
0: <laughs> and how, and was, how was working with Blaze <laughs> through all that?
1: So I, got, I met Blaze at Park City, and then he uh, decided to become an advisor, and, and in that role was assigned to me, right? Um, I think I learned a lot about our company uh, through that process, the value of transparency and candor. But beyond that, you know, I mean, I think he shared a lot of the wisdom of, you know, his experience making snow. I mean, I think I remember once the snowmaking system uh, was working and it fired up, and we had a cold window where we thought we could get it done you know, he shared with me a story where, uh, you know, don't make snow on two runs at the same time or three runs at the same time. In this case, get one done at least from top to bottom. Um, because he had had an experience in the past where, well, they ran out of water before they finished any of the three. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, you have no runs because you have right. three that are not skiable. Um, so no, I mean, he shared, he shared, uh, insights, um, you know, small and big and, uh, I think left me you know left a mark on me and certainly in, in not only my leadership, but um, you know also in the way that I can execute the plan
0: and communicate and, and, and work together with the team. One thing is constant in any business, and that's change. So just as Jeff is settling into his role at the urbans, we announced that Pete Sontag, who is heading our Tahoe region, was going to move to oversee Whistler blackcomb and the current head of Keystone, Mike Gore, who interestingly enough was at Canyons before we acquired them, was going to replace Pete in Tahoe. That created an opportunity, an opening to be the GM of Keystone and we wanted someone who had shown they could lead through change. We offered the job to Jeff
1: I think my my reaction uh, was different certainly than um, you know the other opportunities that had come before that and I'm a Colorado kid and I grew up here and, uh, going, going to Keystone for the first time, um, you know, after, after I decided to take that opportunity was, uh, like it was pretty refreshing. I forgot how, um, you know, the, the mountains feel in, in, in Summit County and just the, you know, they're bigger and the, the, the size and just the, um, you know, the pine trees all around you. And like some of those things from my childhood that I would kind of, you know, lost touch with of uh, after 20 years in Park City or close to 20 in Park City um, kind of came back. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think th- with that came the, the challenge of, a, of, okay, the one of the bigger resorts in, in, in the country uh, and leading that team. And, um, you know, was my stint at the urbans enough, uh, to, to get me ready for this. And is my leadership at the spot where I needed to be, to, to lead this team.
0: And how did it feel like you, you arrive at Keystone now you're in charge of this yeah. huge resort, thousands of employees, tons of homeowners. Yeah. How, how did it, how did it feel? I, I mean, it,
1: it, you know, the the last mountain I had looked up at was, I think, um, Mount Brighton, and, <laughs> you know. So it felt, you know, I kind of felt small, uh, right. quite honestly. Um, and, uh, but I also felt the responsibility of, you know, um, like I, I didn't want to waste any time, uh, you know, waiting to see how it would show up. So I kind of stepped into it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think I tried to make, I try to make everything fun, and I always kind of think about it as like it, you know. W- w- regardless if the challenge is, is is really big, I kind of like to pretend that it's small and that <laughs> and that I can make it fun and that I can, um, you know, help the people around me enjoy the the experience that they're having and uh, try to inspire them and you know hopefully I'm doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say the last year at Keystone has been you know the most challenging and the most rewarding and Mm. i think those things kind of come hand in hand when uh, i think when you really fully embrace an opportunity then i think i'm i'm proud of the way i've shown up and you know i mean i think what i would say to um, those new employees that are joining the company is you know step into it you'll never know where it will take you unless you try and that's where i'd leave it
0: great yeah thanks jeff you bet I really want to thank Jeff for his willingness to join me on our first episode of Epic by Nature. The goal of this podcast will be to try and provide a behind-the-scenes look at some of the epic stories of our company, our employees, our guests, our communities, and our mountains. Stories that often represent a kind of hero's journey. The path to success is not always clear and is often filled with questions and uncertainty. And usually there is much more than meets the eye from just reading about something in the newspaper. Change is usually very challenging, but also offers so much opportunity if we are willing to embrace it. I hope that by sharing some insight from Jeff, it's helpful as we navigate our own careers and our lives, which are all epic by nature. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any reactions or feedback on the podcast, please send us an email to podcast at valeresorts.com. Our goal is to constantly get better and your feedback will really help us. Have an awesome day.